Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Nun Talks. Um, today, we have the opportunity to talk to William Frazier. And William is a provisional registered psychologist, and he worked on his master's degree in counseling from the University of Lethbridge. He's worked in uh, the field in the area of therapy. However, prior to that and being a counselor, he also worked in Edmonton area with um, many disenfranchised populations. Um, and so these two career paths that he's been involved in, he's had the privilege of working with many different cultures, demographics, helping people navigate addiction, anxiety, depression, family trauma, domestic violence, uh, financial barriers and cognitive impairments and much more. And uh, he also is a freelance writer and loves to freestyle uh, snowboard and coach. And so grateful for the opportunity to have William join us today on our podcast. And uh, we hope that some of the things we share around mental wellness, uh, mental resiliency, uh, window of tolerance tie into this week related to Bell and let's talk about uh, mental health and wellness. William came highly recommended from uh, Don McBride, who's a professor at the University of Lethbridge. And so you must have had a class with her in order for you to come highly recommended by her. Yeah, definitely. More than a class. I had a few classes with her and right now we're currently TAing or oh. I'm teaching for her. So there we're you go. some courses and working together right now even. That's awesome. Well, highly recommended. So happy to have you with us today and uh, take just a minute, introduce yourself. I know we were just talking about uh, your passion for uh, outdoors and and especially uh, snowboarding. And so go ahead and introduce yourself to us a little bit and then we'll jump into a conversation around uh, mental health and mental wellness. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, as you said, my name is Will Fraser and you know, my journey to being a provisional psychologist was an interesting one. I started off graduating from high school, moving to the mountains, pursuing sort of sponsored or professional snowboarding for a little while. And eventually came that came to an end and went to school, uh, graduated from university, worked in uh, social work at Boyle Street in Edmonton for a long time. And that was a really awesome experience. Got to work with all sorts of diverse clients and people and experiences. And it was really nice to take that academic self and bring it into a really applied setting and yeah, try help people live as more fulfilling lives as a social worker or as best as I could. And there's a couple twists and turns in the story. And eventually I ended up going back for my master's in counseling at the University of Lethbridge. And as I said, that's kind of where I met Don and a lot of other really great professors and colleagues. And since then, I've become a provisionally registered psychologist. I'm currently working at the CCC and uh, I like to write and still snowboard and get outside and yeah help people as best I can with their mental health as well. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that introduction. And and let's, so let's jump right into the conversation. I, I think it was yesterday. My dates might be off a little bit, but um, Bell Let's Talk uh, talks about mental health and, and promotes mental health. And what do you do to take care of your mental health? But uh, William, if you would just maybe give us an introduction on your thoughts around mental health and what it is, 
and and even maybe how we can build uh, mental resiliency in in our lives right now. Right. Yeah, I think you absolutely nailed it there. I think a, a large component of mental health is that mental resiliency, that ability to sort of be the person that you want to be, um, regardless of the setting, you know, whether it's stressful or difficult in whatever way, but aligning with that sort of inner value system that you have that allows you to be the best person you can be or the person that you want to be in each and every moment. So my goal is when I'm working with people, largely is this idea of like building my clients mental resiliency so they can as i said increase that ability to be themselves so i know in uh our pre-chat a couple of days ago we talked about uh you know building that mental resiliency being self-aware and then you talked to um, to me a little bit about the window of tolerance and and kind of knowing what that is for ourselves and so can you just share with us uh kind of that idea of window of tolerance and and building resiliency through self-awareness okay yeah so the window of tolerance is one of my favorite things to teach clients and that's because it directly aligns with this idea of trying to be your ideal self um, so the window of tolerance comes from the work of Dan Siegel. And it's the idea that all people have a certain window of tolerance. That is a window that allows them to be their true selves. The problem and where mental health issues form is when we start to exit these window, that window of tolerance uh, as a result of triggers from the environment, whether that's like job stress, you know, family stress, personal stress whatever it may go on, can lead to people exiting that window. And Dan talks about it as being this hyper or hypo arousal, but we'll use maybe languages like fight, flight, or freeze. So you can go into that fight or flight energy, or you can go into that freeze energy. And once you exit your window and enter one of those states, let's say you go into fight energy or flight energy, your body really starts to change and people can maybe identify with how this, how this, how your body changes here, where if you're going into fight or flight, your blood pressure raises, your heart rate raises, you have more adrenaline, your pupil size might get bigger. It's going to be associated with feelings of like panic and rage and anger or irritation and anxiety. So when you feel all those sorts of like heavier feelings in your body, you can start to recognize, oh, I feel a little bit of my own fear or anxiety or rage or irritation starting to build. On the other side, as I mentioned, there's that freeze side. And I want to invite you to maybe guess what the freeze side might be, Austin. <laughs> the freeze side would be certainly I, I, I'm stuck in the situation. And I don't know how to get out. And so you, you just shut yourself down from what's going on around you. Um, you disengage, um, head down, eyes closed. Um, and, and if it gets serious enough, it's really the inability to even uh, move or function in that environment. So, yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. You absolutely nailed it. Yeah. So that freeze is exactly all the things that you said. It's that the feelings associated with are that disassociation, that numbness, that depression. It can, it can be brought on by shame, feeling of shutting down or even, even hopelessness. And when you're in that state, your body is also doing something different. Your heart rate is decreasing. Your blood pressure is decreasing. Your muscle tone, facial expression decreases as well. Um, 
yeah, your ability to even engage in social behavior is starting to go down. Your immune system is even starting to be suppressed as well. So there's lots of different aspects to this fight, flight, or freeze, or window of tolerance um, theory. Um, so when I'm working it with clients, part of what we do is try to develop an ability to be able to recognize when you're exiting that window. And I guess I should mention what the window is and why you should even want to be in that window. <laughs> um, so you want to be in your window of tolerance, at least in this theory, because that's where you get that sense of present or groundedness or compassion or mindfulness, social engagement. You know, you're creative, you're open, you're sharing joy. Your immune response is good, though, too. Like your body's reacting well to the environment. Your digestive system is online, you know. Um, you can have the ability to relate or connect with other human beings. Your circulation is good. So it's kind of this like really nice homeostasis where you just kind of are able to feel yourself be, um, your body's able to be what it wants to be in that moment. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of that window of tolerance. So a big part of what I do in my work is when you're trying to build that resiliency is you're actually trying to build that window of tolerance. So when you go into new situations, you don't enter into that feeling of fight, flight, or freeze. So I, I think I know the answer to this, but uh, my question would be, um, we can expand our window of tolerance as we practice good mental health strategies. And I know we'll get into those in a, in a minute, but I wondered uh, if we could talk for just a minute about maybe three scenarios that we could help in the window of tolerance. And so if I'm a, let's say I'm a, a student and I deal with some stress and anxiety and, and my window of tolerance is fairly small Mm -hmm. um, what what can I do? What what are some strategies you would give a a younger person um, to expand their their window of tolerance? That's a great question. Yeah. So if you're feeling like your window of tolerance is pretty small because of all sorts of stressors that are going on with school or family or friends, there's a whole list of things you can do. And I think if I was working with someone, I'd try to get to know them and and try to understand what they like doing, first of all. And then I would even ask them the question of, you know, what do you do to relax? And that can change for a lot of people. That can be exercise for some people. That can be diet for other people. That can be reading. That can be making sure like your biological needs are taken care of as far as rest or water or again, the diet and nutrition, right? So when you're working with someone, it's really important to just have them reflect on who they are and what has worked in the past. Because it can be hard as a therapist and saying, try this, try this, try this. And maybe it doesn't hit because that person isn't necessarily aligning with what you're suggesting really well. So I like to flip it and ask them to be a little bit introspective and say, like, when's the time that you were maybe really down or a time when you were really anxious and you did something? And it helped you relax a little bit. And then you can take it back. And then they already have that past experience that can affirm that, oh, this works. So yeah, there's all sorts of situations, but I like to really put it on the client and say like, let's go back into your memory and think about, you know, last time I was anxious, I took a second and I took some breaths. You know, I went for a run. 
I ended up calling a friend, all those sorts of things. Oh, awesome. No, I appreciate that. So um, as, as parents, um, lots of us aren't therapists. Yeah. Um, what would you suggest and how we can supporting support kids or even support ourselves as adults? And again, expanding our, our window of tolerance. What are, let's say, three strategies that you would give me uh, right now to improve my window of tolerance as an adult and, and maybe even in supporting kids with that? <laughs> okay, three strategies I'd give you. I think one big thing is routine. So have some sort of routine in your life where you know what time you're going to bed and what time you're getting up at. You know, give a sense of when lunch is going to be. I think that's an essential part. Uh, another essential part, I think, is diet. Like, are you eating regularly? Are you drinking enough water throughout the day? Are you getting enough rest? You know, are you only resting five hours a night as opposed to eight hours or 10 hours a night for younger children, right? And then lastly, this is kind of the mental health trifecta is that exercise. It's like, do something that gets you up and out of the house there's stats saying that like a 75 minute walk of 75 minutes of walking a week can lower your risk of depression by 18 percent in young adults and 75 minutes seems like a lot but that's 10 minutes a day of walking right and doing it and engaging in those things are going to expand your window and allow you to you know open up space with something like walking or exercise where you can feel relaxed or feel more in tune with your body and the certain routine or food-based stuff is actually just the biological because there's all sorts of biological things that are also going on that can throw us into anxiety or depression as well. So it's less mindful the food, but it is definitely a necessity to reducing our own feelings of, of, yeah, of stress or, whatever it may be. Awesome. Okay. So now my last scenario, cause uh, you know, we talked about uh, your um, snowboarding experience and, and <laughs> hope to being a, a sponsored pro and now you're a freestyle coach. So uh window of tolerance for an athlete, like how do you, how do you manage that? And as a coach, how do you help your, your athletes manage that window of tolerance? Cause um, I'm, I'm not a pro skier or snowboarder, but I can't imagine being at the top of the hill and hearing the beep, 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 and it's time to go. So, uh, how do you, uh, how would you suggest managing that as a, a coach or an athlete and promoting that window of tolerance for those individuals? Oh my goodness. Yeah. These are great questions. Austin. I think when I'm working with athletes or literally anyone, this translates to as well. The first thing I'll do is you try to build that self-awareness. So, hey, coach, I'm stressed. Okay, let's take a second. Just recognize what's going on right now. When you're stressed, what's happening? And I'll, I'll, I'll get them to talk about four domains, their body, their thoughts. Uh, sorry, body, thoughts, emotions, and what they're doing. And we build a little bit of self-awareness. So at first, we can even acknowledge when you're stressed. Because sometimes we don't always even acknowledge it. And it turns out we've been stressed for two days, three weeks, right? So I like to work with athletes. And the first thing we'll do is just acknowledge, hey, when do I feel I'm getting in that stressful state? Or that depressed sort of freezing state. I don't want to drop in. I'm, I'm, I don't want to be around people. I don't want to compete right now. 
And once we have that self-awareness, that's when we can work into these steps of, you know, if you need something in the moment, it might be some deep breathing because that's a quick thing you can do in the moment. It might be some progressive muscle relaxation that you can do in the moment, you know, squeezing of your hands, of your thighs, of your legs, holding for three, five seconds, releasing. It can be visualization, taking yourself to a place, you know, where you feel like uh, you feel a calm or serenity. A big one is even just looking up and opening your chest because when you get stressed or depressed, you can start going down and your body language and your posture sinks in and towards itself. And I'll just ask my athletes like, okay, you're not feeling too confident right now. Let's take us, let's take a chance just to open up our chest, look up, acknowledge where we are, how we like, you know, being here, how the cities in the background or the mountains are around us. And that'll give them a sense just to regulate with their surroundings. Um, and furthermore, as a coach, I try my best to even just model it where I can model good mental health and, and clients can pick up on it or parents can model good routine, good exercise, good eating habits, and their kids are going to pick up on that as well. And they can grow up to be people who have these skills that don't even really understand why they have their skills. But luckily they had parents that were modeling like good mental health practices, being open about, you know, what you're feeling in the moment as well. So um, yeah, I think that's how I help athletes, but that's how I can help parents. That's how everyone can sort of learn to help themselves as well. No, I, I loved how all that applied. Like, uh, I think about walking into a, a meeting or a presentation or a staff meeting and, you know, am I going to say the right thing? Um, uh, you know, are, are people upset with me? And if you just take that moment and take that deep breath and say, here I am, um, and and enjoy the opportunity, I guess. So I, I loved a lot of those strategies that really apply, whether you're helping somebody in the classroom, um, on the field, on the court, on the hill, or just as a as a parent, even. It's but interesting. As you say that, even I noticed you started sitting up and you were opening your chest, right? You're modeling even these like little behaviors that I was telling you about. One more thing that I would like to add is that sometimes I'll have athletes or students or clients. They'll build something of meaning or bring something of meaning, whether it's a rock, <laughs> you know, a toy or whatever, and you put it in your pocket. And when you feel like you're getting down or feel like you're getting elevated into fight or flight, maybe you reach into your pocket and there's a, and there's a rock and on the rock, it says, you know, hope, or maybe it's a toy that someone who you really care about gave gave to you when you were young and it just reminds you of a nice time so we often host these like little reminders i have a bracelet that i wear and i'll just fidget with it when i get ang when i get anxious and it helps just calm me down that little bit that's funny that you say that i uh i'm aware of a a young lady that i i coached and was involved with and and uh i mean this is going to sound funny but she had a little rubber chicken and <laughs> I knew when things were rough, she was taking out that chicken and twisting its head or squeezing it. Um, but we and we all have those maybe things that, that help us uh, when we uh, or uh, go through those stressful moments. But then even just I, I really like that you talked about routine, uh, mm. because if we if we have that routine, uh, um, although things might divert us from it through the day, but if we get back to it, it seems to help regulate us a little bit. So. Uh, this this question is going to be a little bit rhetorical, I guess, but 
Sure. Um, why, why is it, why do you think it's important, I guess, to really talk about mental health and, and uh, have, have open conversation about it? Oh man. Why is it important? My, my, my insights just sort of scream like, because it matters because it's, it's about you. It's about, as I've said, I feel like maybe too many times to this podcast, it's about you living the life that you want to live, having a life of personal fulfillment, right? And if we can talk about mental health and you can bring it up to friends or bring it up to colleagues and get some sort of relief and also normalize it. Like I've been talking about these ups and downs, this fight, fight or freeze energy. And one of the most important things is just that we are all going to get triggered by our environment. It's about, that's what living is. And sometimes you get more and some people have more triggers than other ones, but it's normal to feel stressed and anxious and depressed and sad and have these hard emotions come up. So I think talking about mental health, (laughs) this isn't a nuance, isn't a nuanced response, but it's great just to normalize it. It's like, if we have these conversations and people who feel like they don't have strong mental health in that moment can better feel like they can talk about it at least. Right. And yeah, as I said before, it's because, because you know, because you matter and taking care of yourself matters because you're important. Well, I just love what you just said there, the idea of you matter. And and I I think that's part of the the campaign. And I know we're not promoting the campaign of, of Bell Let's Talk on this, but we 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 can. Um, but I think it really is about um being able to normally talk about mental health and mental wellness and and when you're not well to feel comfortable and confident talking to somebody because the bottom line is and if we all uh kind of i guess wore that on our 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 sleeve and campaign that idea of you matter and uh and and we're all going through i mean everybody at some point in their life has an up and down related Mm -hmm. to mental health and mental wellness and and finding ways to care for ourselves and um, expand that window of tolerance. So when we're in those tough situations, um, I appreciated the suggestions and thoughts that you shared with us. So just in, in wrap up, um, William, what would you like to add to the conversation around mental health and mental wellness and, and some of the things we've talked about today? I really appreciate a lot of the things you've shared. I've taken some notes here and, and how I can apply those as a, to myself and to those around me, but anything you'd like to conclude and, and uh, finish our podcast today on. Sure. Yeah. I think just a couple points. One is that, you know, these things change. So experiment with your body, experiment with the things that work one day, they may work and another day they might not. And then also that emotions change. Although you feel one way one day, you might not feel the same way the next or two weeks from now. So just this idea that things change and mental health is a continual process, but it's a, it's a continual investment in, in yourself. Awesome. Thank you. I love that too. The investment in yourself and uh, you perform better. You uh, are a better parent, a better brother, aunt, uncle, whatever it is, um, uh, a better employee. 
um, all of those things when you have good mental health and, and you come ready for, for every day. So I, I appreciate you joining us today and best of luck in your, your work and in your uh, uh, career. And um, it was nice to meet you. And, and thanks for taking time to come on our show today. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. I'm, I'm happy I could share.